When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. International travel opportunities can be hard to come by for many farmers. That's why 23 Australian farmers jumped at the opportunity to travel to the States and see how agricultural practices here differ from what they are familiar with back home. This is Nate Zimdars from the Midwest Farm Report, and I had the opportunity to visit with this group of Australian dairy farmers at a social gathering organized by Wisconsin Farm Bureau's Young Farmers and Agriculturalist Program at Sassy Cow Creamery. I spoke with Australian dairy farmer Blake Randall about his operation in Australia, what his impression of American agriculture is, and other significant takeaways he will return home with. Blake, can you tell me what your operation in Australia looks like? I um, I come from a, a farm back over home. It's not a family farm. I've, uh, I don't have any family in, back in agriculture, so um, I work on a 1,500-cow farm uh, that is uh, like paddock graze. We graze pasture um, and you do a, a TMR, so we uh, have a mixed ration as well for the cows that go in the paddock. Um, the farm is progressing a bit more towards the automation side, so we've just put in the automated teat sprayer, uh, the robot, the D-Lavelle robot, um, and we're going to be putting into the uh, automated milking units in the, probably the next five years' time. So, How does agriculture in Wisconsin look different here than Australia? Um, so where I'm from, the cows are primarily outside all year round. Um, towards the top of, top of Victoria, you see a lot more cows in housed units, whereas over here I've noticed that it's very rare to see cows out in, in paddocks and in pastures. Um, and so it's a bit a bit more to get your head around is not seeing cows grazing grass and outside, but it's, it's you can definitely see the benefits in it. So, you have been in the states for just over a week. Can you tell me what you have seen so far? Yeah, so we are uh, we landed in San Francisco and we've uh, been looking around there a bit and saw a few farms around that general area and then shifted up here to Wisconsin and um, I think it's just been a massive culture shock. Like it's it's totally different to at home and like. The whole having to tip waitresses and stuff just doesn't exist. So it's a whole whole different culture you've got to learn. And um, and the farming systems, are, are, as much as they're very similar, are also very different. So it's um, it's been really good to, to open our eyes to that. So, What are a couple of the biggest differences you have noticed in your time here? Oh, it's a tough one. As I said, with the, the whole barn, uh, barn cows and the, the operation sizes. So at home, you, you see a majority of the farms are maxed out at 1,500, 2,000 cows, whereas here you can see cows, farms that have cows of up to the 9,000s, and that's just the biggest thing is the scale and the size of operations over here is incredible compared to at home. So, um, yeah, that's that's definitely been the biggest difference is the size of the operations. There's no real small farms. So, When you see how a vast majority of farms operate here, is there anything that you wish folks in the United States would adapt from how you practice agriculture? Yeah, definitely less Holsteins. More uh, jerseys and crossbreds is definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. More of a New Zealand style of farming. But still, these guys, we uh, like we see the USA as you know, uh, sort of like industry leaders. Um, and we always say that you guys are about 10 years ahead of us with your progression and your infrastructure and uh, technology. So it's, uh, that's probably the biggest benefit is coming over and seeing that. So Why are you working more with non-Holstein breeds? Yeah, so I'm only talking for my district, but... Um, we prefer the, the smaller animals because obviously they're grazing grass, so you're not having to give them as much grass to get the same production value. Um, yeah, there's still quite a few large Holstein operations, but you're definitely seeing 
the shift to the smaller the smaller Holstein from New Zealand to try and bring down that size in the frame and obviously transitioning to, to barn cows is you want to keep them small to on the concrete so they don't topple over and yeah keep the size down so can you tell us how many different farms you've been to agricultural businesses visited and individuals met oh it's all just a blur at this point in time i've been to that many farms and that many different operations i think there's probably about i think i've done six or seven or probably eight at this point now with the, the farms today um and met so many different individuals and different characters that are, but all in the same drive and passion for the industry same as at home you see every farmer loves what they do and wouldn't get out of bed every day if they didn't so it's, it's a similar nature in that at home is everyone's loves what they do every day and makes it pretty easy what has been your favorite moment from this trip oh it's hard to pinpoint one because as i said it's just been a highlight just highlight after highlight i think going to to dinner somewhere and walking past someone in a, in a hallway or something on the way to the restroom is you say oh sorry and they instantly swing back around to you and try and catch what your accent is and you end up having a five or ten minute conversation with everyone that you walk past so um, and then you explain why you're here and people are so fascinated that you've come all the way over here and you explain that you guys are so far ahead with what you do with agriculture is that it's it's eye-opening for us to come over here and experience that so is there anything you have learned over here that you would like to implement on your farm back home yeah yep so as i said i don't i don't come from a family farming background so seeing some of the uh, llc structured operations where you can buy in a percentage of the farm is really inspirational for someone who doesn't have a family farm to inherit. So I've really got to start looking down avenues on if I want to get my own farm with land being worth so much in Australia is that it's, I'm very limited to my options. So coming over here and seeing that there's operations like this that hopefully I can take that home and suggest it to, to someone at home so I can have that same opportunity. So Anything else you would like to tell American listeners? Nah, definitely come over and visit Australia and see what we're doing over there. We've got plenty to offer and it's not as dangerous and as scary as you think. It's, it's quite friendly and welcoming. So... <laughs> As Blake shared, cross-cultural experiences like this are so important and truly life-changing for anyone who has the chance to participate. Perhaps a group of Wisconsin farmers will have the opportunity to visit the land down under and discover how Blake and his fellow farmers live off the land. With the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.